0: Hello, freedom fighters! How's everyone doing tonight? Hey, hey! Just say hello. Type in the chat. Let us know that you're here, that you're you're live and loud. Hashtag live. That you're watching tonight's live. Christina Markowski, I'll be your host tonight, and I've got David Vegler here from our Circle of Safety. Welcome, David.
1: Thanks, Christina. How are you tonight?
0: Yeah, good, good, thank you. I've got little Einstein there in the back. <laughs> He's helping warm the room up because it's so cold.
1: It's freezing here in Adelaide at the moment, isn't it? The weather's absolutely miserable. So it's a good night to be inside uh, watching the Facebook Live.
0: Definitely, definitely. Snuggle up, grab, you know, a nice glass of wine, go next to the fire, and yeah, get ready for a great session tonight.
1: Okay, sounds Excellent. Good.
0: So We've got some interesting news to talk about, and a lot has happened in regards to interest rates.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's certainly hot topic at the moment, isn't it, Christina? Lots of media attention, uh, a little bit of doom and gloom in the media, as is always the case. But um, isn't yeah. it?
0: Whenever it comes to anything, it's always doom and gloom. I mean, the reality is, if it's not going to sell, they won't write about it. And correct. what tells, you know, what gets the attention? All the negative stuff, usually. So, hundred
1: percent, percent,
0: definitely. Well, what's happened with the the RBA? So, uh, just to put it in layman terms, I guess the the Royal Bank of Australia, mm-hmm. um, they've handed down the the cash rate. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah correct. So the Reserve Bank meets on a, on a monthly basis and determines uh, the cash rate to um, to the banks and other financial institutions. And for the last seven or eight years now, rates haven't increased. And so um, back in May, it was the first time in, in a huge amount of time that the Reserve Bank decided to lift rates. Um, and they did that again in June, but at a, an additional level to uh, to normal. So rates have gone up a quarter of a percent in May, and then they've gone up a further 50 basis points or half a percent in June, um, representing the first you know multiple rate rise in, in a number of years. And to be honest, it might also be the first rate rise that a lot of um, homeowners or investors investors have actually ever seen.
0: Yeah, right. And and for those of. Um, you out there who are maybe new to our channel and uh, not familiar, I guess, with uh, what we do here. I am the head property coach at Positive Property. So what I do is I hold people's hand and walk them through the investment journey and help them get the best investment properties for their portfolio. And David is our broker, who's part of our circle of safety. So just give us a little bit of a, a background, just so we've got some context on, I guess, uh, what you do and how you help our members.
1: Sure, sure. So, so our company, Click Finance, um, is all about helping investors achieve their goals of trying to buy um, investment properties. So our our niche or what we really like to do with clients is ensure that they have the right loan structure set up to maximise their ability to buy multiple properties over time and set themselves up for retirement. So like what you do, Christina, we hold their hand throughout the the home loan process and application process um, and manage all of the paperwork through to settlement and, and get them set up.
0: Fantastic. And we've got some lovely feedback here. David is a champ. Awesome. Uh, Thanks so much, guys. So, So obviously you're heavily involved when it comes to getting the loan for the investment property. Yeah. And that's why I guess you're more or less the expert on understanding what's happening in the world of finance, because we're talking about interest rates tonight. Um, It's certainly a hot topic and and everyone's buzzing. And every time I meet up with another member, they're, they're saying, oh, you know, interest rates are going up. So I guess in a nutshell, interest rates are going up and they have gone up. Is that right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So we're certainly in a rising interest rate market. Um, as we noted, the the rates have gone up in May and again in June. Um, and all predictions from major banks and lending institutions is that rates are going to continue to go up. Um, you know, in the foreseeable future. So there's definitely um, some more room to move. Um, but having said that, we are getting to a point where um, you know rates are reverting back to normality. Um, you know. Pre-COVID, um, you know, rates were certainly at an all-time low, then, then COVID hit, um, and the banks had to do things to ensure that people could continue to make repayments on their mortgages. But, you know, this was never going to be a sustainable environment, and so at some point in time, we all knew that rates were going to go back up again to, to normal levels.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's good to put things into perspective because, yes, we can focus on what's happening now with rates are increasing, yeah. but why? We need to ask the why behind mm-hmm. what is happening to really understand. So if we go back and we take a look at COVID, what happened with COVID? They made interest rates go down.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, so basically when COVID hit, um, you know, the Everyone was worried about spending and affordability, um, and so basically, the government put measures in place, or the Reserve Bank reduced interest rates to ensure that you know people could still continue to make mortgage payments if they lost their job or their business, and, and a lot of people did. Now, um, obviously, in the in the eighteen months since COVID had hit, inflation has increased, people's discretionary spending has gone back up, the cost of living has increased, and so now, and obviously. Property prices have gone through the roof over the last two years. And so, you know, the Reserve Bank has to do something to try and curb um, the inflation and, and other um, pressures that's putting on rates. And, and that's why they've started to increase.
0: Yeah, right. So, when COVID hit, how yes. many rate cuts did we actually receive that were, I guess, handed down by the RBA?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that rates. Pre-COVID, around point, uh, around one percent, um, or 1.25 percent, and then it dropped all the way down to 0.1 of a percent uh, for the last number of years. So um, there was probably three or four rate drops at that point in time. But we were wow. in a declining interest rate market prior to COVID anyway. So yes. in, you know, it was really just that one isolated incident that really took interest rates to a to a record low, which we'll obviously never see again. I don't believe.
0: Yeah, and the funny thing is people were freaking out when interest rates were being cut. So I had a lot of, uh, you know, warriors (laughs) saying, oh, I'm worried about the rate cuts. And I'm like, okay, but now that rates are going up, it's the same deal. They're worried about rates Mm -hmm. going up. So why would people be worried about them, I guess, being cut in the first place versus them going up?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one because often when rates are cutting, it, it's generally a sign that the economy is not performing well. People aren't spending enough money, um, people aren't buying property, and so there's an incentive from the Reserve Bank to, to get people to spend more money. Uh, so when rates, so when rates are going down, people are maybe thinking that the economy is not performing as well as it should be. Um, when in fact it's almost the opposite direction, where when rates are actually increasing, increasing is because people are spending too much money or or inflation is getting to a point where it's not sustainable. So there's there's always two sides to, to each story. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we always talk about this between you and I, Christina, that, you know, rates are, rates are one impact or, or one aspect of your financial journey, and it's certainly not the top of the priorities for us when we talk to clients about what they should be looking at with investments and, and home loans. Um, it's just something that we all have to contend with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point that you made there, David. And I think it's important to remember, I guess, what your priorities are when it comes to investing because ultimately your biggest goal when you're investing should be to get an investment property. That's just a no-brainer, right? To actually get the investment, get tenants in it, get it rented out, start collecting your rent and getting your tax dollars back. So if you don't have a property, you can't, Obviously, make any money out of property investing because you've got no property. It's pretty simple. <laughs> and to get a property, you need a loan to get the property, unless you're buying it with full cash, which uh, if you're in that position, more power to you. <laughs> but yeah. a lot of people will need to go the traditional route, I think, and get a loan from the bank. Correct. So in saying that, obviously. Going through a bank that will give you a loan is the key to this and it's not a one-size-fits-all when it comes to which bank you should go to for your personal situation. Yeah. So there's, it's never a black or white thing and you might have to go through, you know, a bank like RAMS, which is like a second-tier lender, in order to get a loan because you mm-hmm. might not fit the mould for like a Commonwealth bank which is a first-tier lender. So in order to do that, you might have to pay a slightly higher interest rate
1: correct correct it's exactly right it's it's not a one size fits all situation um and you know some people that are as you said there's there's full doc loans there's low doc loans and and different types of facilities attract different interest rates so yeah. there's there's always going to be variable aspects as part of your loan structure and and as you said it's part and parcel of owning an investment property is generally having a debt portion attached to it um but as you guys know you know having debt is investment debt is not a bad thing um, you know, investment debt provides opportunity for negative gearing. It provides opportunity for tax deductions. So it's it's a necessary way sometimes of, of creating that wealth opportunity.
0: Absolutely. And at the end of the day, if the property you're buying is affordable, yep. despite the interest rate, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. So when you're looking at buying a property, you should not be focused on the interest rate as the one most important thing. It's really a number of things that you need to consider. And what we do is we use the tool, the cash flow calculator, to put all of those variable numbers into, and then we get the outcome of how much the property is going to cost us per week, or you know it might be neutral or making us money from day one. So ultimately, I guess when it comes to these rate increases, it's nothing to be worried about. All that's happening is that the market's going back up to what it was pre-COVID, essentially.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And and increasing rates, um, as I said, do have some advantages to them as well. So, yes, it means you're paying more interest on your mortgage, but that additional amount of interest is also a tax deduction against your taxable income. So that's one aspect. Also you know given inflation has been increasing and obviously rates are following suit, that generally means that rental yields um, will also continue to increase as well. So we know how tight the rental market is at the moment and there's two or three hundred people queuing up just to get in for a rental inspection. so it provides opportunity for people to be able to increase their rental rates as well and, and that offsets some of the you know the costs of a rising interest rate market
0: yeah definitely and then it all just comes down to what the numbers say ultimately so if right. you have a higher interest rate or you can anticipate a higher interest rate if you plug mm-hmm. that into your cash flow calculator and the numbers mm-hmm. still work out then easy peasy that's how you make your decisions so you really have to put your investors hat on like i've done tonight yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take your emotion out of it like guys i can't say this enough like you need to be investing smarter have the right tools and the right know-how to know how to do this stuff because your biggest goal should be to actually get the investment property and as long as the interest rate works it's never going to be perfect then that's what you should be focused on and ultimately that's how you get ahead you know it's about making progress over perfection and you'll never have the perfect loan, the perfect bank or whatever. But as long as you're heading in the right direction and taking the right stepping stones to create your financial freedom, that's what it's all about.
1: Correct. And and one of the other things we, we talked about is, you know, people get concerned when, when rates are rising, is my home loan or my investment loan still going to be affordable? Um, and one of the things we always talk about with our clients is that when we, when we work out or determine your ability to borrow money banks will always factor in what we call an assessment rate or a buffer into your into your serviceability so even though rates were at you know 1.99 percent six months ago they were still factoring in interest rates at five percent in terms of could they lend you the money so um you know There's always this inherent risk that people feel like they're being stretched to the limits, but banks will always provision for these buffers to ensure that they're not put at risk and their clients aren't put at risk moving forward. So when people say, can I still afford this loan after interest rates going up, there's always going to be that buffer that's been factored in to ensure that this is the case.
0: Well it wouldn't be a very good business model for the banks to make it so that the, the person they're lending money couldn't pay them back because that would be a lose-lose scenario, then they wouldn't get paid back. So exactly it just right. doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. So they they have to make it achievable, basically. And and the banks will often, you know, work with you to help you with that and set up yourself with that situation, but it's also having the right strategy when it comes to how you set up your loan is a big key to this. And this is what we help you with at Positive Property. Uh, So having an offset account and doing things like going interest only for your investment and looking at possibly doing a variable rate too is always a good option. 100%.
1: Hundred percent, and and we obviously work hand in hand with with you guys and your clients in terms of those loan structures and ensuring that they've got maximum flexibility and opportunity to you know offset rising interest rates or have um you know have an offset account that can reduce the amount of interest that they're paying on a mortgage. All of these things add up to you know having the most appropriate loan structure that's you know also the most cost effective solution for you. So um, we always work hand in hand with you as a coach and uh, and your clients to ensure that we get that outcome.
0: Yeah, definitely, and it's not a one-size-fits-all by any means. It is very much a tailored plan to your situation personally. So even though we've got best principles, they might not be right for you. So it's really important to, I guess, take your situation and look at it from a holistic approach and go through all of the ins and outs of what's going to be best for your specific situation. And I'm not qualified to give financial advice, obviously. (laughs) So definitely make sure you talk to the right experts in regards to that. I can only tell you what I would do as a successful property investor and what's been successful for me and my outcomes. And basically, I've got all my properties, interest only. Um, Funny enough, I did look into fixing The interest rates, which then David told me some, I had an aha moment uh, last week when I was talking to him about that. So I'd like to share, I guess, my findings in that. So David, I guess the important thing to realise about if people are looking to fix is that the banks have already factored in how to get that extra money, right? Right.
1: Correct. Correct. So so basically, as I said, sort of six months ago, banks started to already increase fixed rates well before the Reserve Bank did anything. So if we took a really quick example and said, you know, if you're an investor at the moment, you've got an interest-only mortgage, your variable rate is probably sitting somewhere between 36 and 3.7% after this rate rise has just come in in June. Um, the current two and three-year fixed rates of 48 to 5.3%. So they're well above what the current variable rate is. So you're exactly right, Christina, in saying that banks have already factored in all these additional rate rises and people locking in these higher fixed rates are essentially paying that now um, before the rates have even gone up.
0: Yeah, look, hey, we don't have the richest banks in the world by accident. They know exactly what they're doing. They're always going to be 10 steps ahead when it comes to this sort of stuff because ultimately they sort of write the rules when it comes to it all.
1: Correct. So
0: they're going to figure out how to to maximise their return based on what's happening.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And so when we've sort of calculated to say that, you know, if you're paying one2 to 1.5% over what your current rate is, rates will need to rise another five to seven times for you to be paying what those fixed rates are at this point in time. So that may or may not happen. Um, obviously, as we said, we're in, an in uh, a rising interest rate market. Um, but yeah, a lot of these interest rate rises have already been factored in by the banks and, and they're charging clients accordingly.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's an important thing to realize. And I think um, the best way you can take control and, and combat the situation is by making sure you've got your offset account or a redraw facility set up and you're using that to its maximum potential because whatever you've got sitting in that account essentially offsets your property.
1: Exactly right, exactly right. And one of the other really important strategies in a rising interest rate market that investors can look at doing is always you know, repricing their existing debts with banks because you know lenders are always um, keen to retain business where they can, and they'll offer discounts on existing lending to ensure that clients stay you know, loyal to the bank. So it's always an important time to ensure that you're constantly reviewing your mortgages to ensure you're getting the best possible um, opportunity with your existing lender. And if they're not prepared to come to the party, well, well, then it's time to switch and look at refinancing and and get a better opportunity.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, David. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure having you on our Facebook live session here tonight. Guys, we have to run because we've got to get over to our group and our private Sherp session with our members where we'll be going through all of this stuff and a lot more in a lot more depth. Uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Remember to type hashtag live if you're watching this live or hashtag replay if you're catching us on the replay. That just lets us know, you know, who's watched it tonight and who's catching up uh, in the following days. it uh, been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much. And we'll head on over to our group now.
1: Thanks, Christina.
0: Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye.